Welcome to the Christ Church Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christ Church, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from April 3rd, 2022. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee, and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth, Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands in them that love me, and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor, and do all that thou hast to do, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle, and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy mother and thy father, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. A reading from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Even though I, too, have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, 
I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteous from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Psalm appointed for today is Psalm 126, page 593. We read antiphonally Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, then were we like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that now goeth on his way weeping, and beareth forth good seed, shall doubtless come again with joy, and bring his sheaves with him. The Holy Gospel is written in the twelfth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning to read at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is the gospel of Christ. 
Praise be to thee, O Christ. We make a common confession of our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Paul, in this part of the letter to the Philippian church, is considering the limits of human endeavor. He's looking at the idea of salvation itself and asking, can we get there? Can we accomplish it? Like an athlete, can we achieve our way into eternal life? Let's take a look at how he reasons through this question. Uh, first, we have to consider what exactly is the salvation prize that he's holding out in front of us. And he begins to describe it in the middle of the passage, looking at the end of verse 8. In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. Listen again. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And by the sharing of his sufferings, by becoming like him in death, that somehow I may attain the resurrection of the dead. These are two parallel sentences which form the heart of his argument. That I may gain Christ in the first sentence, and that I may know Christ and the power of his resurrection in the second. His goal is to gain Christ, and his goal for the Philippian church and for us is that we may also gain Christ. And here, gaining Christ means gaining his righteousness. That is, it is not just that Christ takes our sin at the cross, but we gain his righteousness. And for what purpose? Well, in the following sentence, it's that we would know the power of his resurrection. This is a reference to the eternal life that follows salvation, the triumphant resurrection life of Jesus that we may attain. 
In other words, and, and trying to put this as simply as possible, we who believe not only have our sin removed by Jesus Christ, but we gain the righteousness of Jesus Christ and so gain eternal life in his resurrection. Notice, though, in both sentences, there's also a contrast. Gaining Christ's righteousness means not having a righteousness of my own. And attaining his resurrection means sharing in his suffering. And yet the goal is so magnificent, so matchless in its value, so extraordinary on the most kind of profound level, that it's worth whatever the cost. For those of you who already believe, who have had the slightest taste of life in Christ Jesus, you know what I mean. It is worth the cost. But the passage then raises a third question. How does one attain the resurrection? How does one gain Christ? If it's such a, a worthy pursuit, how do we get it? And this brings us then to the beginning of the passage. There are false teachers who are attacking the church in Philippi, and they are offering their own very wrong answer. How does one gain eternal life in the final resurrection? They suggest it comes from confidence in the flesh through human endeavor. But Paul retorts, I too have a reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has a reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the holy people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Paul has status. He has some reasons to be confident in his ability to earn salvation. Many more reasons than most people, certainly more than average people like you and me. If anybody was capable of, of, of getting there on their own, of, of the human endeavor it takes to earn salvation, it was Paul. And it's easy for us to think that same way. Of course I'm saved. I was born into a Christian family. I was brought up in the right church. I was baptized. I'm living a relatively peaceful and decent life. I volunteer at the bazaar. I even tithe. Surely the Lord has a worthy reward in mind for me. It's very easy to rely on our own flesh, the superiority of our theology, or even the obvious exceptionalism of our traditions. And what's Paul's response to that? Get over yourself. Listen, listen to how he responds. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Did you hear the repetition of the word loss? Whatever gains, I regard as loss. I regard everything as loss. For his sake, I've suffered the loss. It's, it's actually kind of a shocking idea. Everything is not just neutral, but a loss. 
It's refuse. It's trash. It's rubbish. Everything I've accomplished in my own flesh, every advantage I've gained apart from Christ, everything that is not Jesus Christ in me is garbage. Everything I've been through is irrelevant, and all my possessions are additions to the junk pile. It doesn't matter how accomplished or successful we are. It doesn't matter one bit. Because on this journey called life with a destination of eternal life, our efforts are not going to get us very far. But it is not hopeless. We can still gain the hope of resurrection, and that hope is found in Christ Jesus. Only his suffering and death will ever make a difference. But that's it for a minute. Think about it. Maybe... Maybe you're somebody who has been relying on yourself, on your own goodness and accomplishments. Don't let piety become self-righteousness. This is a chance, a reminder for all of us to repent of any self-justification and to give ourselves to Christ Jesus. Trust in him alone. And if we do, if we've already repented and believed, then this is a chance to identify all those ways in which we rely on ourselves instead of him. Gain the surpassing worth of knowing him. And remember that everything else is loss. Or as Paul concluded, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Elizabeth, our queen, Alexander, the president of the Republic of Austria, and the leaders of the nations from which we come, that under them we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto their whole counsels and to all that are put in authority under them that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. To all thy people give thy heavenly grace, especially to this congregation here present that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear. 
beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways. Draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Saviour Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to, yet, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord most high. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made thereby his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Trusting in the compassion of God, let us pray as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee, but that thou dost vouchsafe to feed us, who have duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom, by the merits of the most precious death and passion of thy dear Son. And we most humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, be amongst you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.